what you need But I never met a woman with so much grief Hey mama Hey mama, hey Hey mama, I've seen you around Messing with all the poor boys in this town Hey mama Just to wear the crown But what have you actually done to hold yourself accountable? Have you resigned as CEO or chairman of Wells Fargo? The board, I serve at have the... Have you resigned? No, I've not. Have you returned one nickel of the millions of dollars that you were paid while this scam was going on? The, the board will take care Have of that. Have you returned one nickel of the money you earned while this scam was going on? And, and the board will do... I will it. take that as a no, then. I'm not asking about regional managers. I'm not asking about branch managers. I'm asking if you have fired senior management, the people who actually led community banking division, who oversaw this fraud, or the compliance division that was in charge of making sure that the bank complied with the law. Carrie Toll said... Did you fire no. any of those people? No. Okay. So you haven't resigned. You haven't returned a single nickel of your personal earnings. You haven't fired a single senior executive. Instead, evidently, your definition of accountable is to push the blame to your low-level employees who don't have the money for a fancy PR firm to defend themselves. It's gutless leadership. You know, here's what really gets me about this, Mr. Stump. If one of your tellers took a handful of $20 bills out of the cash drawer, they'd probably be looking at criminal charges for theft. They could end up in prison. But you squeezed your employees to the breaking point so they would cheat customers and you could drive up the value of your stock and put hundreds of millions of dollars in your own pocket. And when it all blew up, you kept your job, you kept your multi-million dollar bonuses, and you went on television to blame thousands of $12 an hour employees who were just trying to meet cross-sell quotas that made you rich. This is about accountability. You should resign. You should give back the money that you took while this scam was going on, and you should be criminally investigated by both the Department of Justice and the Securities and Exchange Commission. You know, this just isn't right. Hello humans, welcome back to the Slackline Quote of the Day broadcast. Uh, you are here with the boss. The boss is coming! That's a made up dumb fairy tale name, you And uh, that was uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren 
of uh, Massachusetts, I believe, uh, United States Senator Elizabeth Warren bringing us in to the show uh, with her dressing down um, of uh, Wells Fargo CEO John Stumpf uh, from 2015. Uh, It's one of my favorite little, uh, little excerpts of hers. Um, and, uh, kind of goes along with our quote today. Uh, and that quote is brought to us today by, uh, Durden's van rentals, uh, preloaded with explosives to make your financial revolution as exciting and as bright as possible. Uh, those are Durden's van rentals, uh, bringing us our quote today from one Senator Elizabeth Warren. The total amount of money that Wall Street handed out in bonuses last year was double the total income of all full-time minimum wage workers. That's obscene. That is uh, Elizabeth Warren uh, posted to her own Facebook uh, in 2015. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth Warren is, is one of my favorite people in, in the entire world, I think. Um, I really think she should be president of the United States. She didn't end up running last year, which I thought was kind of crazy. Um because she's very, very popular, I think, and she's she's smart as a whip. <clears throat> she's got her uh, she's got her values aligned properly. Actually, it was really I want I knew I wanted to use an Elizabeth Warren quote today, um, but <laughs> I I had a really tough time picking from from uh you know a bank of hers. I was trying to find one that was uh pretty contemporary. Um, and, and, and relevant, uh, actually within, you know, the last little while, but this one, it kind of went along with this, uh, with this little video that I wanted to share a little audio clip. You can find the, the full video on YouTube. Uh, if you just Google Wells Fargo, Elizabeth Warren, if you Google Elizabeth Warren, you can find her, uh, doing that to pretty much anybody that comes in to sit, sit before Congress and get, uh, and testify like that. Yeah, she's one of my favorite people, but uh, but yeah, I honestly think that she she didn't run for president from from pressure uh, inside the Democratic Party that wanted uh, Hillary Clinton to. You know, I think that she had this kind of complex of being uh, being the first U.S. woman president, like that was somehow Hillary Clinton's like birthright or something like that. Um, you know, it's all just baseless speculation, but that's what I think, and I have the microphone, so. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I went back and I kind of looked, uh, did a little research on, actually I'd been kind of doing ac- accidental research on, on, you know, just kind of history and, and, uh, specifically U.S. history and history of, you know, um, the last hundred years or so. Um, I wanted to kind of look at, uh, you know, kind of the historical context of, of banking and, and what's been going on and, and, uh, and, um, you know, kind of the cyclical nature of these, these booms and, and crises that, that have happened throughout history that I don't really see why we haven't learned from. It seems like people like, like Elizabeth Warren and people that are, you know, in other fields of influence, you know, see these things, but for some reason, uh, people that hold backwards ideas end up, end up getting, uh, getting further with, uh, with their policies i'm not really sure why and you know when you start to when you start to to look into these things it's kind of almost hilarious how uh how obvious the cycles are 
um if you go back to like kind of just as industrialization was happening um and kind of the first real economic boom of monetization and money and trade uh came kind of in the 1920s and and what's called the the roaring 20s and you know there's so many parallels of things that went of of things that people were arguing for and that went on um mass deregulation i mean there wasn't really any regulation like there was no real precedent for some of the stuff that was coming up like oil industries and and railways and and all that type of thing uh basically well i mean railways were old by this point uh but like you know uh automobiles uh basically like all this type of mechanization that was making lives easier was coming up and there was no real actual regulation for industry because there was no real like you know mass industry like that before so they went with what's called laissez-faire capitalism it's kind of just like let business do their thing and and the invisible hand can all figure it out and uh no taxes on business and income um, this is kind of, I mean, it's still out of the, the American way of, like, low government interference, weakening of unions, there was lots of government corruption, um, and it was it was really great for, um, for the economy and for people in the short run, or at least, like, some people, like, real wages grew, but corporate profits grew at double the pace, and, and they still haven't kept up with that, and in fact, it's gotten way worse um revolutions in technology made modern life like way easier and entertainment and sports and movies and stuff like that grew um but like it became commonplace to use credit to get this type of stuff to go into debt to kind of preserve like an american way of life or uh you know whatever uh you know freedom was like envisioned to you you know things like layaway shopping and that type of thing like just started to pop up in this time and um you know, by the end of 1929, top 5% of a share of income exceeded uh, the bottom 60%, which would actually look like really great today um, when you when you consider it in contrast of, of the quote that we heard. And also, surprise, surprise, there's a rise of, of, uh, of KKK. In fact, there's like 3 million members of the KKK during the 19, by 1930. Um, out of rise of nationalism from from World War One, and uh, and threats from immigrants coming into the country, Irish and Jewish, and and you know all kinds of, of different types of Im- immigrants coming into into America, and so there was a big movement towards a discrimination and anti-immigration. And of course, what followed the Roaring Twenties was the Thirties, the Dirty Thirties, the Great Depression, massive unemployment. And industrialization had made uh, independent farming and stuff like that sort of obsolete. And people had to move into cities to work in factories to to make real wages to participate in this type of economy. And there just wasn't those many jobs. And so it was just massive unemployment and 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 not very much fun for anybody. And then uh, and then if you go to like fast forward to Reagan, the the deity that all all conservatives have these days. Um, you know, it, it has a lot of parallels, united forces of conservatism, people against welfare state and, and like a white backlash resulting from increased opportunity for, for African Americans from the civil rights movements and that type of thing. And, and like really pro military expansion, uh, you know, put through legislation to try to like get rid of unions or like curtail their power, um, reduce regulation across all industries and banking 
like lowered taxes for everybody from like from the highest bracket at 70% to the highest bracket at 50% and then again to like 28%. Like that's fucking huge reduction. Um and the economy did expand, the stock market boomed, but again like wages didn't didn't rise and they haven't really risen at the same pace since and that's why we have this growing wealth gap of inequality and and this deregulation that happened caused like this big boom in Wall Street and and banking and whatnot and then we ended up eventually with what culminated in the 2008 crisis of just like this huge bubble of of debt that um as soon as a few loans went bad nobody could really pay back and and uh, all these people end up losing their homes and and that type of thing and then you know these guys that Elizabeth Warren was talking to at the beginning of the episode um you know walk away from it dusting their hands with hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank and now not only that i mean you have <laughs> again this pushback of conservatism and rise of nationalism and deregulation and claims of economic boom when it's really just like numbers of gdp which are not necessarily good measures of what people's actual uh, day-to-day life are and you see it here again i mean this this spiel is from not even seven eight years later and uh after the after the crisis happened and the banks are defrauding people in a totally different way by um force feeding them a bunch of accounts with a bunch of fees that they don't need and uh and saying that it's you know part of like customer relations or building relationships with with customers some foundational bullshit like that and we end up with these basically massive fraud schemes um that have little to no oversight i mean it's not as it's not as bad here in canada the canadian bank system is like very highly regulated but um you know all of these things are so intertwined and international that it all it all meshes now there's uh you know all these banks international banks have merging interests all over the place and so um you know the idea of like a canadian bank or a u.s bank or a swiss bank or cayman bank or whatever i mean their interests are to money obviously i mean that's what their business is and that's that's fine but um but when that is your business's only interest and you only see people as this thing to squeeze money out of um you get you know these predatory practices that that prey on people that don't understand what is a very very complicated system you know it's purposely uh purposely almost unexplainable to the point where you can just be like oh just trust me you know i'm i'm an advisor just trust me i know about derivatives and i know about uh mortgage-backed securities and i know about um you know whatever fucking fees that these uh these banks are putting together like those are our fees and that's what uh you know they're there for a reason because there's this work that goes on behind the scenes and all of that like it's uh it gets a little frustrating to well for one thing to participate in as i used to do uh, as a an employee of a bank and two to have to participate in as a customer um when like this is really the only way that you can kind of operate it's the only way that you can get credit and loans and go to school and purchase homes and and that type of thing like it's it's literally the only way and so you have to deal with these institutions and so um when something becomes a necessity like that it requires in my opinion like pretty heavy regulation as far as how they deal with the public because they are a 
a public good versus um versus what is an industry like a, a bank is is just as much of a utility as as water and as uh as gas and i would argue that that internet is the same way and there are a bunch of services that have popped up over the last um i mean banking is not new but it's become much more integral part of our lives that we don't really realize you know as as things have moved so quickly um and generations get so used to how things are within their you know time frame uh we kind of get lost on how things were before and people don't realize how quickly that these things have gone and that you know our grandparents would have like no concept of how we live today um and how cities are built and 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 uh you know how we communicate and how we do business and stuff like that like it it's totally foreign to them uh and that's that's kind of an interesting thought to think about how like if it's changed that quickly and that drastically over the last um you know 100 years from 1920 until now um and you know our technology has allowed us to change things now even more quickly uh talk to each other more rapidly um do business more rapidly trade stocks more rapidly all this type of stuff and thus you know we're not reading the fine print in anything because everything has to be so instant you know how quickly can this spin out of control you know people talk about like doomsday theories like they're not a plausible thing but it's not like devastating things haven't happened to humanity by humanity before and it doesn't always necessarily have to be on purpose like i'm not saying that people are out to destroy the world um but uh we are kind of slowly destroying what we're building or what we've built in the past by just allowing these things to to kind of run out of control so um maybe that's where we'll leave it for today uh that quote again from uh senator elizabeth warren in the united states uh the total amount of money that wall street handed out in bonuses last year was double the total income of all full-time minimum wage workers that's obscene uh that is uh senator elizabeth warren from the state of massachusetts in the united states uh that's from 2015 uh facebook post that she made and uh that quote today brought to us again by Durden's Van Rentals, preloaded with explosives to make your financial revolution as exciting and as bright as possible. Uh those are Durden's Van Rentals. I met the owner of that, Ty Durden. He's very uh very interested in uh in taking the system down. So if you're on board with that, I recommend checking out uh Durden's Van Rentals. Uh, this has been Slackline Quote of the Day. Uh, thank you once again to Crooked Spies for providing their music to us today. Uh, follow the Slackline on Instagram at the.slack.line, on Twitter at Slackline underscore radio, on YouTube and iTunes at the Slackline Podcast. Uh, you have been listening to The Boss. The Boss is coming! That's a made-up, dumb, fairy tale name, you Thanks to anybody who's been listening. Hope you all have a good day. Happy Monday, happy week. Uh, We'll see you again tomorrow.